everyone and welcome to the Industry Insiders podcast, season two, the show brought to you by Edinburgh College, which gives expert advice and inspiration whatever your career goal. I'm Martin Walker and today's episode is all about childhood practice. I'll be talking to Gary Peaty, the team manager at Fife Childcare Services, who has had a varied career included, including working for the Care Inspectorate and as an SVQ assessor at Edinburgh College. Thanks for coming along and speaking to us, Gary. Yeah, thank you, Martin. So first off, we're going to start with easy question. You're going to have to go back in time a little bit. <laughs> what was your experience getting into childhood practice? Where, What did you study at school? And when did you think you were going to go into childhood practice? Um, I suppose for me, I did a, maybe a strange thing at school in that I didn't pick subjects that would maybe naturally lead down a, a career path, if you like but I chose subjects that I knew I was good at or that I enjoyed doing. So I've got some, a strange collection, I suppose, of qualifications, you know, from sort of physics to music and, you know, like graphic design. So when you look at them as a range of qualifications, you go, how do you go from that to then end up in working with children and young people? Yeah. Um, But when I was at um, secondary school, one of the advantages we had was that our school was a community youth school. We, in fifth and sixth year, were able to go and work with them. And it happened to be that I was allocated a Saturday to work. Part of that role was supporting the running of a sort of an activity club for children. So that was kind of my first interaction with children at that point. Although always in the back of my mind, there was that thought of maybe I would want to go into primary teaching. I went through the thought of secondary teaching at one point and then happened to leave secondary school and go and work in a more business admin role. Um, For a little while, decided it really wasn't for me. So then started to go and work with children. Starting off in out-of-school care, um, then did a bit of um, preschool and out-of-school care, done a bit of management. Um, as you said, I've, I've done some work here at Edinburgh College. Um, I then went and worked at the Care Inspector. I've worked at Fife Council as well. Um, all in very sort of different roles, but none of the roles that I ever thought I would maybe end up in as a, as a high school student. For those who don't know what exactly would you class as the Care Inspector? So the Care Inspector is um, a Scottish organisation that essentially regulates care services in Scotland. So anything from care homes for older people down to sort of childminders and nurseries. Um, so the team that I worked in, it was an early learning and childcare team. So we predominantly inspected services that provided, you know, sort of childminders, um, playgroups, nurseries um, and after school care. So anywhere where there was sort of children receiving some sort of care um, we would go in to make sure that they were meeting legislation, that they were doing absolutely the best job possible um, for the children and young people they were looking after. Okay. And uh, when you initially eventually decided you wanted to do childhood practice, did you go to college or university or was that an on-the-job kind of thing? Um, so initially, um, my original qualification is an SVQ, so it was a, a sort of on-the-job um, training um, because in my head there was, a, there was an advantage to, um, I suppose, earning money as I was learning there was also an advantage of well actually I could practically do this job because I knew that was the whole point of the SVQ um, so I started off um, doing the SVQ um, it was in early learning it was in sort of early years um, back in the day um, at Edinburgh College I did an SVQ in play work because of the out of school care that I worked in play work is much more suited to that um, sort of type of job and then I did the PDA um, level 9 in childhood practice also here at Edinburgh College. All right. So thinking about your job now what are some of the typical jobs that you can find in the wider team? 
Okay, so the team that I um, look after at Fife Council at the moment, we provide um, a mixture of things. So um, out of school care, so there are sort of um, practitioner um, level jobs in there and senior practitioners that would physically provide the service. Um, and then I oversee a team of um, what we call childcare managers. So they are degree level qualified people who are responsible on a day-to-day basis for sometimes three, four and five um, services. We also have a crash service within my team as well. So they provide more preschool um, experiences for children, but slightly different to maybe what our traditional nursery would provide. So much more smaller groups and more community settings. Um, And then we also provide um, within the team um, some services for children and families where there are, you know, sort of food poverty issues for the family. So although the focus is about feeding those children, we want to make sure that they've had a really good experience because if families are not able to afford to feed the children and families that they have, they're not going to go to places like Deep Sea World, for an example, because it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a range of staff that would work, sort of unqualified staff, and um, people that will have their SVQ. We'll have some people that have got a level four, potentially SVQ in play work. And then we have um, a group of managers that tend to be either BA, child to practice, or have done through Edinburgh College, the PDA, level nine, child to practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is it like to work in childcare? Um, Every day sort of varied, I suppose. Um, For me personally now, I am looking much more at the strategic elements of the team. So do we have enough staff? Are are the buildings correct? If we've got inspections happening, um, what are they highlighting as things that are really good? What areas do we need to work on? And my role, I suppose, is to support all the childcare managers and the staff to make sure we have all the right things in place. Some really exciting things, you know, like managing budgets seem to be my responsibility as well. Um, But when you're in some of the more sort of entry-level posts, the practitioner one or senior practitioner every day is really different mm-hmm. um, what children want to do every day is really different yeah. the combination of children will determine sometimes how different sessions work um, but it should be fun and I think over the years um, certainly in childhood practice people feel that it's gone much more paperwork orientated and actually we've forgotten about the basis of why we do the job which is to provide really good quality services for children and their families and it is possible to do that um, we have to be a little bit creative I think as a as a sector about how we do that but I think for most people and I would be the same um, as, as them is that it's the variety of things that happen on a daily basis that's really the the key thing that people like no two days are the same and that's the kind of excitement that you get about coming into work with children what's the most creative you've had to get with looking after children like down to the bottom of the ninth you've got nothing here's a paper airplane that kind of stuff Sometimes it is going back to really basic things, like you say in the paper aeroplane, you know, um, you could spend an awful lot of money and buy an Xbox for children to play with, but actually they might be quite happy with a paper aeroplane, you know, something really, really simple. Um, There's an element of challenge in there. Xbox, maybe not so much challenge, but actually having the paper aeroplanes where, you know, they can do different designs, they can make them a bit bigger. All you really need is a piece of paper to do that. Um, where often people think we need lots of really expensive equipment, we need to get in resources, we need to buy things. Sometimes, actually, they would rather just be outside playing. Um, I visited a group of children in one of our services recently, and actually what they wanted to do was they wanted to dig a hole. They wanted to go out somewhere and dig a hole and kind of see what they found in this hole. Didn't need any resources, they actually found a stick and they started digging. That's what they wanted to do. Um, So sometimes... It's about giving the children that permission to be creative as much as the staff want to be creative as well. Sticking on most, what's the most challenging thing about working in childcare, in your opinion? Um, I think 
uh, sort of at the moment, there are so many jobs out there within childcare. And I think we're probably getting to the stage where there might be more jobs than actually there are staff to fill those jobs. Um, with the expansion of early learning and childcare, so Scottish Government have made a commitment um, that all children will get this 1140 hours a year worth of childcare has meant that they needed more staff. So it's not always as simple as just saying, well, we'll provide more hours or we'll care for more children. We need to find the staff to be able to do that. So certainly in the role I'm in just now, a lot of it's around the logistical bits. How do we find the staff? Because my staff team will often start with me, but then maybe move into a more preschool role, which means that they leave my team and go into a slightly different team within the council. So I might have to constantly try and find new staff or look at new ways of doing things, keeping up to date with um, changes in you know, best practice or guidance, things that we've been asked to do. Keeping up with that is really challenging because at the moment there just seems to be quite a lot of it that um, is impacting on everything we do. So if we're not keeping up to date with the most current practice, we will very quickly find that actually what we're providing is not good enough anymore. Yeah. Can imagine that kind of stuff. What is the most rewarding thing about working in childcare? Uh, for me personally, it's that bit about knowing that um, the children are going home at the end of the day, either having learnt something or have enjoyed their experience of being there. Um, and you know, if we go back to the paper paper airplane example, um, the, the service I was in who were actually doing that recently, the children said, you know, can we not just make paper airplanes? I said, well, if you want to do that, go for it. And you've never seen, you know, 30 children so excited to have a piece of paper and a paper airplane. Um, so sometimes those are the rewarding things where children just go, I've enjoyed this. Or um, I was in one of our out school clubs um, at the beginning of the week and we had a child who has complex additional support needs. I've only ever met him once. And I walked in the door to that service and he wanted to come and give me a, a, a hug straight away. Right. Having only met the, the young person once, you know, it's those kind of things. He obviously remembered me from the time before. Um, he knew that, you know, he could approach me. That was, you know, those are the kind of things that make it all worthwhile. So... Do you think the industry is going to change at all in the next five years? And if you do, how? I think at the moment, there is the biggest change I think we've seen in a long time in terms of the wider early learning and childcare. As I said a minute ago, um, Scottish government are absolutely increasing the number of hours that children are entitled to get as part of their funded um, early learning and childcare provision. Um, and that's a really big change. You know, it's not just about taking in more children. At the moment, there's major infrastructure projects around. We need new nurseries to be able to look after these children in. We need to think differently, you know, about having services that are more outdoor-based services, which is quite a Scandinavian way of looking at things. They're, they're a bit more outdoorsy than maybe Scotland has been in the past. Um, so all those things are 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 quite challenging and I think the next five years is really about saying well we've had this big change which will be in place by um, August um, 2020 and it's about just making that change work because um, not everything's going to work it not everything's going to be perfect um, in the beginning so there is a bit of a challenge to deliver that there's also a bit of a challenge to how the team that I provide fits in around about that parents expectations are different um, and as well because of the way that families and parents in particular are being encouraged back to work much earlier that it's all good and well we have funded provision when they're preschool but what happens when they go to school there's then an additional financial burden on parents so that's a big change for lots of families whereas you know if I think to when I was younger my mum probably didn't go back to work till I was nearly at secondary school where actually the push is much more that parents are back at work much earlier so all of those things are really quite complicated because they're not within our control to some extent they're they're things that you know it's a scottish government policy at the moment so that's it's not we're not maybe making 
choosing to make that decision, but that decision has been made for us. We will make that work, absolutely we will, um, but it is about thinking differently and doing something different. Yeah. What are, since you're Fife Childcare Services team manager, what are some of the characteristics that you're looking for someone when they come to you to work in childcare? Um, that's a really difficult question to some extent because actually I'm looking for different people to bring different things and that's you know if we had if we had all of our staff being the same as one another we would be you know heavily skilled in one area but probably missing things in other areas um, but on a really fundamental level there is that will of I want to work with children is a good start but sometimes nowadays that's just not good enough you know actually we're needing people that are really committed and dedicated to the job that will absolutely go that extra mile you know coming in and doing the bare minimum is not going to get us through anymore we really need people that are passionate about working with children are willing to try new things are going to be innovative are going to continue to keep themselves up to date with any changes that happen so they're delivering the best they can possibly deliver whereas i think you know, there has there is that bit about is it is it one of these careers that you know you can kind of coast your way through? Not anymore. It isn't. I think the think maybe in the past we might have been able to get away with that. Nowadays, I don't think you can, and I think that's the right you know way to approach things. If they're not, if people are not willing to work hard, mm. we're actually doing the children a disservice to some extent. So it's about sort of hard work, being really passionate, um, be willing to learn, be willing to try new things, developing themselves, um, and really just take all the opportunities that that can come with working with children so just go for any opportunity you're given basically yeah. you want a big resume kind of stuff now throughout your SVQ and all the jobs you've had that have come with the child care what is the best piece of advice you've been given over the years um, I think for me, working at the Care Inspector, it really made me focus back in on outcomes for children. Um, and I think sometimes we lose we lose that a lot where you will know that you have to do something, but we forget why we're actually doing that. Are we doing that? And is it benefiting the children? Because there's an awful lot of things that people um, want to deliver or want to do on a daily basis. But when you actually start going, why are we actually doing this? And they can't answer that's the telltale sign for me that we've kind of gone wrong somewhere. Whereas I would really like staff to say, well, we're doing this because this is how it benefits the children. So here are some of the child practice students specifically have got some questions for you. First one is, what qualifications should I get to become a manager in a nursery? So there are a number of qualifications that probably would allow you to be a manager in a nursery. Um, one of the things always to bear in mind is that the the SSSC, so the Scottish Social Services Council, they're the people that will determine what qualifications accepted or not. In general, the two that kind of jump out in my mind is the PDA9, Child 2 Practice, which is the course that I did here at Edinburgh College, or there is the BA in Child 2 Practice as well. Um, they tend to be the two courses that I hear about more often than not, but there are some others. Um, and I suppose if people really want to find out what those are, um, it's just a case of going on to the SSSC website, having a look, um, and it's quite clear um, the actual qualification you need to be a manager. But of course, you need that practice qualification at the beginning. So an HNC or some sort of SVQ um, as the bottom level to get you into the qualification you need to be a manager in the first place. Okay, thank you. Do you think childhood practice is a career people could decide to do later in life or is it something you need to start early? 
I think we need a mixture of people, to be honest. I think um, definitely young people, because they bring, you know, something um, very different to more older and experienced people. Um, and certainly just now with some of the expansion around 1140 hours, um, they are, you know, if we were to fill all those vacancies with really, really young people, we would have a workforce that were all really new and young, which is nothing wrong with that. But actually, you need a bit of a mixture of people um, to work with children. Um, I've known a number of people that have done sort of career changes, certainly later in life. Um, at the moment, there's some childminders that are opting to go into a much more traditional sort of nursery setting and work. Um, I know of um, a, a somebody that worked in a completely different career. I think he actually worked for the post service, worked for Royal Mail, and then made a decision actually he quite liked working with children so converted and then is now you know fully qualified practitioner working in a local authority nursery because that was the right thing for him to do at that time um so absolutely it is for young people it's for you know middle-aged people older people whoever wants to come and work with children and certainly the team i've got we have you know a right mix of people from you know students have just come straight out of high school we've got people that have done qualifications at college and they're looking now to get a bit of experience or are working with us and getting a bit of experience while they're doing their college course um, and we've recently taken on a lady who was a head teacher at one point and has retired and now just really wants to do something keep her hand in she really misses working with children so she's now come and working um, for us at the same time all those people will bring very different skills and experience and knowledge and that's what we want we want a right mix of people rather than you know everybody being the same yeah do you think there is still a gender imbalance in the sector? In the sector, if so, how do you think that can be addressed? Yeah, I, there is definitely um, a, a gender imbalance. Um, the last time I looked um, at the statistics of for people that work with children and young people in a sort of an after-school club or a or a nursery setting, um, the, the, well over ninety percent are female. Um, and that's because historically it was always seen as being a traditionally female job to work with children. Um, and I think that there are certain age groups of children where it becomes slightly more accepted that men will work there. So after school clubs, people don't seem to mind as much if it's a man that's working there. There are There is still a bit of an issue about men working with much younger children. Um, but from my experience, any of the male members of staff that I've ever seen or come across tend to be really good at what they do. The children really, really like the fact that they have somebody different working there. Um, and just yesterday I was speaking to one of um, my team whose son actually works for us as well. Um, what the children were saying, uh, they didn't understand, I suppose, that he was only there to cover for a short period of time while a a member, another member of staff's not there. And when the children realised that he might be going, they were really disappointed that he might be leaving. And it's not to say that if we took a female member of staff out, they wouldn't be disappointed, but they were much more disappointed that he was going because he brought something slightly different um, to the other um, members of staff that were there. So absolutely, we need a right mix of people um, because, you know, society's got a right mix of people in it. So that should be reflected in the in the childcare workforce as well. Okay. What age group do you prefer to work with yourself? Um, I don't know. I think it depends. I think that, that every every age group that I've worked with, I liked for very different reasons. Um, I suppose um, in after school care at the moment, children are much more independent. You know, they can do much more things for themselves. It's a slightly different environment than if you're working with maybe two year olds because they are 
you know, walking, they're, well, you know, they'll get into anything that they want to get into. They're, it's much more fast-paced environment because they want to be doing lots of different things. Um, so for me, I don't really know if I have a preference. Um, I've spent more of my time, I think, working with out-of-school care. So sort of from the age of sort of four and a half um, up into sort of um, early secondary um, pupils, um, they're all good for different reasons, really. And I think different people have a different preference often. Um, I think sometimes when I've interviewed people, we ask, you know, sometimes informally say, do you have a preference? Do you want to work with younger children or older children? Some people do have an absolute preference that, you know, younger children are for them. They really struggle with older children. I always, when I first started working with children, said, you know, schoolies children are great. Younger children, not for me, not interested, can't, you know, really, really struggled with that as a thought in the very beginning. Um, and then, you know, one essentially the place that I was working at were short staffed. They asked if I would cover. Reluctantly, I agreed to it because they needed somebody to do that job that day. Um, and then over the coming months, I sort of covered, you know, a shift here and a shift there. And then I was maybe doing two or three shifts in a week. And then within a couple of months, I suddenly realised, you know, I'm actually here all the time now. So it, it wasn't like I made a conscious decision to work with younger children. It just sort of happened. Quite good. Do you, uh, did a particular individual inspire you to get into childcare or was it just you decided yourself? Um, I don't think there was ever an individual. I think I always enjoyed working with children from the very first time, you know, in that sort of sports activity um, type scenario I spoke about at the beginning where um, we set out a range of activities and children came in, you could have a bit of a conversation with them, you know, you could have a bit of fun with the, with the children. I thought, yeah, I quite like that. Um, I quite liked the education thought of things. You know, I said earlier that, you know, secondary teaching kind of went through my mind at one point. Um, so I don't think there was ever any sort of one individual that... Um, inspired me to go into a sort of a career in childcare um, and I don't, I don't know if I ever sort of ever made a conscious decision this is exactly what I wanted to do it just appears to have happened like this um, but now that I'm in it I don't know what else I would do I think this is absolutely where you know where I want to be and um, I went to the care inspector I said um, to other people for very specific reasons I wanted to learn more about the regulation side of things but actually what I miss is being out in services seeing children being able to directly make decisions that will absolutely provide the right quality of service um, for children and that's the bit that sort of motivates me now rather than not really being sure where I wanted to go to I'm absolutely certain this is what I want to do Any shout outs for the people that you motivate you or anyone you'd like to name um, or not yet? I suppose the, the children, I suppose, ultimately are the people that should really motivate the staff that are working with them. And absolutely, you know, um, some um, there's a lady that, that works at the, the care inspector who uh, had said not long before I left there that actually if we're providing something that's not good quality, you know, it's just not good enough anymore. We, we absolutely should be doing that. And that's something that's really stuck with me. Um Another lady I worked at the Cane Spectre always talked a lot about outcomes. Well, what difference does this make? Does it actually make a difference? Because if it's not making a difference, why would we do it? Um, and I know that certainly at my time, um, I think I've studied at Edinburgh College on and off for about four years, something like that. Um, and in the time, sort of, you know, the lecturing staff that you come into contact with will spark ideas, they'll share something that they've maybe done. So you do pick up bits and pieces from all over the place that you'll then use in later life to you know, develop services or it'll give you an idea about something that you might want to do. So it's about taking the, the right bits from the right people, I suppose, making up your own mind and then developing a really good quality service. Okay. 
And last question from the students is, has there been a particular moment in your career when you've thought, yes, this is why I'm doing it? A kind of memorable moment. Um, I think it just goes back to the, you know, where children are saying to you, oh, I've really enjoyed today. Or um, if we've taken children on outings and they come back and they go, that was absolutely the best trip we've been on. Um, certainly, most recently, I've heard feedback through my team that, you know, they've taken children to places that are relatively local to where the children live, but actually they've never been before. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked with a, um, a family where, you know, a child had never actually been to the beach before. Now, considering... Um, I live and work in Fife and, you know, there's this, <laughs> there's beaches all the way around us. That was a really strange experience for me to think, well, how could somebody have got to seven, eight, nine years of age and have never actually stepped on the beach? But Matt, we did that. We, we've been able to take them and give them that experience. So it's those are the bits where you go, actually, we might have made a difference to that child. He learned something that day or she's learned something. Um, that should be the bit that I suppose inspires everybody. Okay, thank you. That is the questions from the students and thank you for to the students for asking them. So we're on to our final question now. Where do you see your career in five years? It's a really difficult question. I actually, I'm, I'm not really sure uh, is the honest answer. I think um, I've been in the role I'm in just now um, for six months. I've been back um, working at Fife Council um, within the childcare services team. And I see that there's an awful lot of things that I want to do in that role. So at the moment, I'm absolutely, you know, will be where I am. I can't see there would be an opportunity to do anything slightly different at the moment. Um so yeah, that's a really difficult question, I think. Um, lecturing, I've thought about at one point, you know, as I've sort of dabbled with some of the assessing work at one point. Because um, for me, if I can't actually directly manage and lead the services, I suppose the next best thing might be influencing students that are actually able to go out and do that work. So although I wouldn't directly be, you know, impacting on the children, you would indirectly by sort of training and learning the next generation of people that are, are coming through in the childcare. If you were to become a lecturer, would you come back to Edinburgh College? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. Um, I have done, as I say, I've done two courses here at Edinburgh College, the SVQ4 and Playwork, um, and then the PDA9 in Childhood Practice. And certainly my experience has always been really positive, you know, the level of support from um, the the lecturers and the lecturing staff that we've had um, has certainly been, you know, really, really positive. I had other options. I could have chosen to do different things, but because I knew the people that delivered the course, um, they lived, you know, relatively locally. The course was happening relatively local to where I was. Um, that was kind of the reasons for doing it because I couldn't, I couldn't see in my mind why I would go and try and do something somewhere else when I understood how this worked, understood, you know, the level of support we would get, um, and that was really, you know, one of the the main selling points was that you know we had that relationship with um, the lecturing staff at that time, so it was the right sort of decision to make. Okay, thank you so much for joining us again, Gary. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope you found this episode useful. Tune in to our next episode to find out what industry we'll be exploring next.